The Strange Podcast with Sam and Logan. Alright, welcome to The Strange Podcast. I'm Logan Marks. And I'm Sam Baxter. Today is October 8th, 2017. And today we're going to be talking about the Goat Man and the movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God cult. Ooh, that's a, that's a long name there. It is a fucking long name. <laughs> <laughs> Man, couldn't they come up with something like a little bit better? Probably they just do it that way, so it's like uh, they like speaking for so long. People just like, okay, whatever you want. I'll, let's just, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just take this cash. Take this money. <laughs> just stop talking here. Just take all this money. I'll join <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, <laughs> take my wife. Shut up. <laughs> well, well, remember, remember David Koresh. Remember that he was like that. He he, his whole thing was taking the money and sleeping with all the wives. Well, I think all of them are like that. Remember that? Yeah. The only, the only one I don't think that was that way was like the Heaven's Gate guy. Yeah, they were more like uh, getting on the the only thing on the comet to get to heaven or something. Yeah. Yeah, but I think there was only like nine of them or something. A small. It was a small handful, wasn't it? I don't remember. I have to. I have to look that up. Yeah, it was, it was something kind of small. It was smaller, let's put it that way. I'm pretty sure what you're going to talk about is a lot a lot more members. Yeah. And big, and it gets, I'm pretty sure it gets pretty yeah. wacky and scary. It's not as well known, but I mean, it's pretty creepy. <laughs> well, it sounds interesting. I can't wait to hear it. I mean, I bet it's going to be really good, and it's going to be probably just as fucked up as all the others. <laughs> so so what do you got? We got, you're doing a goat man, right? The goat man stories? Go on. Sure, well, the goat man, he's just allegedly some creature that's, out usually in the forest, and he's known to be wielding an axe or not. Um, stories that I have where he's not wielding an axe, but he's just as scary. I'll tell you what: if anybody looks like a goat and he's wielding an axe, I'm fucking scared. But if, if even if he doesn't have an axe and he looks like a goat, I'm still fucking scared. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. So does, is he like uh, like a man with a goat face, or is he like a, a goat with a man face? Well, a lot of the people, the accounts that I've <clears throat> heard about and read about, was that basically he's got. Legs with hooves, but they're uh-huh. they're like re- reverse. They look like they're like an animal. He stands on two feet, really hairy, stinks usually like urine and soil, uh-huh. and he's his body's his usually his chest is not as hairy, just mainly just like some hair on it. But his arms are totally covered in hair where you cannot see them at all. Like I don't you, know. That's that sounds like my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I haven't seen your neighbor, man. man. He's a goat, man. Man, fucking get the guns out. <laughs> you better watch out. <laughs> yeah, because that that guy, man, he might be coming for you, or you know, maybe some of your barbecue. But I don't know. <laughs> oh, hey, man, I, look, we, I mean, I've eaten goat. Maybe we can have him for. Some <laughs> I know. <laughs> but no, this um, this uh, alleged creature, this. Is, is supposed to like terrorize people, like people who live out in the forest, or people who are just get, uh, traveling through the through the forest on a hike or or anything like that. So the first story I have is a boy who was at the time he started out 11 year old. His family moved out to the country, came on some hardship, but the family had to move out there. So he was the only he was the only child, and his one of his jobs he had to do was take out the trash. Well, this kid, you know, like a lot of us, you know, we procrastinate. We do everything at the last minute. Yeah, mom, I'll do it later. So he waits till the till nighttime. He's got a, a bunch of trash to take out, and he has to take it out. So it's about nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. It's already pitch dark, and he starts making his way outside with the trash. But he feels a little weird. He says it's a bit odd. Feels like he's being watched. Doesn't. But he's like, well, I gotta take out the trash anyway. It's my fault. I fucked up. I gotta go do this. So he jumps off the porch, starts running. It's about about 20 yards away 
the trash cans. So he's starting to run over there. As he's running, he feels like he almost like he hears some some steps as well in in line with his, and he kind of stops like ten yards away from the trash. Like, did I hear something? So he's just like, ah, okay, it's nothing. So as he starts going again, he starts running again. He's about five yards away, and he notices that the steps this time are out of sync with his own. So then he's like, I think there's something around, right? But doesn't know what it is. Uh-huh. So he's like, fuck it, I gotta, I'm gonna get out of here. About the last three yards, he just throws the trash. He he chucks it in. Luckily, he makes it. He can he can go around the trash can and make his way around the house to go that way. There's another way to get get back inside. But he decides I'm just gonna go back the way I just came. Well, foolishly, he decides to do that, and he says when he turns around, as soon as he turns around, there's this creature that's about eight feet tall, standing right in front of him, that's reaching out for him, and it pulls back. Oh, crap. It was like about to grab him when he turned around, and it kind of like, he shocked mm-hmm. it, and it pulled back. So he scared he scared the goat man? He, yeah, the, well, the, or, or yeah, like the goat man wasn't expecting him to turn <laughs> around, and it was, it, it was about to grab him. And he said when he did, he just looked at him. And he saw that the full it was this one was white haired, uh-huh. fully hair all over his um, body, <clears throat> big legs, big torso, and uh, it was it looked had horned head, had horns on the top of its head, and it was just staring at him. And he was just freaked out like a motherfucker. So he kind of looks like like when people depict the devil with the goat. Almost you know, yes, like yes. That, huh? Yeah, it was, okay. and he was freaked out, and he was standing on two legs, which was the worst part. And he said he just about died right there. And all of a sudden, for some reason, it just ran off into the forest. And okay. he said he ran back in, freaked out. So he was just—he couldn't believe it, and it just scared him. So for like weeks, he was just—that's all he could think about. So you know, where it terrorized him? So where where was this at? Where like what part of the country was this? At? Uh, this one was, I believe, in Maryland. Okay. So uh, as time went on. About a month or two later, his parents decided to go out for a date night. Mm-hmm. And they tell him, he's an 8-year-old boy, or 11-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. And he, and he, they tell him, you know, stay out of our room, just chill out. And he's like, yeah, he was happy to do it. Stay home, play on my Game Boy, just relax. Mm-hmm. So later on, he's, he's playing on his Game Boy, he falls asleep. Well, he wakes up, he hears like a crash. And he, and he's, and he says, I've had dreams where, you know, a crash has woken me up in my dream, and I find out it's just a dream. He's thinking, all right, it's probably nothing. The way his room, the house was set up was he was at the end of the hallway in the living room. <clears throat> there was a, the hallway, his room was the first room in the hallway. And then further towards the hallway, there was another door. So it was like a doorway in the hallway. They could mm-hmm. open and shut. Okay. And past that door was his parents' bedroom and another room. So as he, he heard a big, a loud crash and, and he thought, oh, it must be nothing. It must have been me sleeping. So as he's about to fall asleep again, he hears a door from his parents' his parents' bedroom opening up. Oh shit! <laughs> and he's like, "What the fuck?" And he's and then he hears like something come through that door, and it starts running towards the second door, the hallway door. Uh-huh. And he's at the last second, he just runs to the kitchen, jumps under the sink. He barely fits in there. Leaves the the the, the cupboard just a crack open, and something comes walking into there into his the house. And it's he sees it, and it's his about his heart's about to drop. He sees the hooves, uh-huh. and he hears a clomping, clomping around the linoleum in his bed in the kitchen. Uh-huh. And this fucking kid is just sitting in there, freaked out, and the thing's just standing there. And he's thinking it has to know I'm below the under the sink, and it's standing there, and he's just freaking out. And then it starts walking around the kitchen, walking to the living room, and he can hear it just 
sniffing around. Uh-huh. He's like, like what the fuck? Like this is horrible. This is the worst. I mean, I know I would be freaked out. I, I know, <laughs> just like hiding under there, just watching like these hooves. Yeah, he's around. just hiding, and he can and he can hear it walking around, and then he can't see it because it goes out of the the angle from the cover that he has open. So that's even just as worse as he knows it's walking around. It's just standing there quietly, just waiting, and it, and it's and it's doing it for about a good you know ten minutes, and finally he hears it walk down into the hallway and go through the door. And make its way, like he thinks it's leaving, and he waits there for about a good two minutes, three minutes. He's finally like, <clears throat> I, I gotta go do, I gotta go check and do something. So as he runs to the hallway, as soon as he gets to the door to shut it, in the darkness, he sees it coming running at him. Ooh. And he shuts the door at the last second, and he throws the, he throws the, the kitchen chair in front of it to stop it. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the goat man hits it as hard as he can. And it, it makes the, the, the chair, like, you know, push out a little bit. But finally, the friction catches, and he can't get through it any further. And he knows it's on the back side of the door, but he can't see it because it's too dark, and it's only cracked open halfway. Yeah. And as he's as he's there, he's just freaked out, just standing back. And all, he, all of a sudden, he, <clears throat> he like, hears his, uh, his, his, mother's, his mother's voice saying his name, Daniel, Daniel, open <laughs> up the door. And it's his, and he's just freaking out like that's mom's voice, and it's Daniel. Open the door, come here. Open the door, and then it starts getting louder. Open, 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 open it now. And it's getting mad at him, and he's just freaking out, and he's just standing there. And all of a sudden, he hears the voice of his of his parents from behind him. Daniel, open the door. You know we got a lot of you know we got a lot of extra food here. We got you know help help us open the door. Get us let us in. And his parents have just gotten home. So he runs to the front door, lets him in, tells his dad what's going on. He's freaked out. Dad, the dad's like, yeah, whatever. But he sees his face, like, oh, maybe he's not joking. So the dad grabs a shotgun, goes investigates. All he finds is a little bit of you know hair that's that from the glass that was broken in their room. Sees some like, strands of hair in the glass. Tells him, ah, I didn't see anything. Don't worry about it. Well, time went on. Blocks it out of his mind. A few years go by. Unfortunately, his mother dies. Um, she's a 40-year-old sweet mother, he says. She dies. Him and his dad are, you know, sad, and they change their life still. So healthier. They become, you know, they're good friends. They respect each other. But the father needs something, so the father goes to church all the time. Yeah. Asks the son, oh, Daniel, why don't you come with me? Daniel's like, nah, can't do it. I've already danced with the devil, he says. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, so the father says, you know. Gives tells him, you know, it's it's easier if you have something to believe in. And the boy's like, I'm sorry, I just I believe in something, but it's not that. So the father goes to church quite a bit. So it's a, um, so the dad decides to to go to church one Sunday evening. Asks Daniel again, you want to go? He's like, No, nah, I'm okay. So Daniel's there, 16 year old boy now. <clears throat> he's he's uh, he's hanging out, and after about an hour of the dad being gone. He hears a knock at the door, and he's thinking, "Ah, oh, Dad forgot his key." Dad's pretty, you know, happens quite a bit. So he yells out, "Dad, you know, did you forget your key?" And he hears, he hears the voice of his mother, Daniel, "Come here and open the door now." Oh, and his mom's already dead, already, huh? His mom's already dead, and it's saying, "Come on, Daniel, open it." And all these feelings and fr- fear and frustration come rushing back into his life after he had forgotten it for all those years. You know, like after the first time, I wouldn't want to stay home. But <laughs> no, yeah, exactly, exactly. But 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 time, you know, how time yeah, heals yeah. wounds, and he and he had, he'd finally gotten over it. 
and it comes back and it does his mother's voice again Daniel open open it now open it and it starts getting mad at him again and Daniel was so mad now he's like my my mother who I love and who I cared about who is now dead he's using her voice against me and it kind of makes him furious and he's you know what fuck this I'm gonna go I'm gonna face it so he runs to the door and he opens it and he's he's thinking like I I shouldn't be doing this like you know like he grabbed something he was all ready to, to beat the shit out of it or what he, he would just no he was just so mad that he was just gonna go and you know attack it or whatever yeah he was just so mad he was just gonna face uh-huh. it um but as soon as he got to the door he he was regretting opening he was already turned the knob he was thinking oh shit you know finally some senses senses come in and like i shouldn't be doing this like what am i doing and as soon as he opens the door he sees some lights hitting him and his and he's just kind of freaked out. And his dad gets out of the car, and his dad comes. His dad comes in. Says, "Daniel, you're right." And he's like, um, uh, "Like he's just kind of stunned, you know, because he had just heard his mom. He had heard the creature again." And dad says, "Get your stuff. We're leaving." And and he's like, "What? Why?" And he says, "You're not the only one who saw something that first night." Oh, so his dad did see it. He dad saw, it, but didn't want to say anything. And I think he saw it again. Oh, and he's like, "All right, look, son of a bitch." <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to scare his eleven year old yeah, son. Yeah, I right? guess he wouldn't want to tell me. He's like, "Oh yeah, the, the yeah. devil's outside your house. You better." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't just don't go outside. You know, just you st- still go throughout the trash at night. <laughs> go ahead and do all that shit. Yeah, just uh, you know, just stay inside. You know, like our parents, they were like, "There's a devil outside. You better be- behave." <laughs> yeah, exactly right. If you don't, you know, remember that. If you don't behave, the devil's gonna come get you. You know, it's gonna take you away. Yeah, it's like those stick Indians, remember? Yeah. Oh man, I don't know how many times they told us about those, and we were scared as fuck. Just so we just so we shut up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, but I thought that was interesting though about about the um. About that the creature, you know, the father knew, and he's just like, "We're out of here." Yeah. So he knew something was up, and so the boy was just like, "That's it." So, like, what what year was this? Uh, it, it had yeah, it was early nineties. Is there a lot of other stories with with the with the goat man? Okay, so there's a guy in Colorado liked to hike, enjoyed hiking all the time, no matter what type of weather it was, any type of terrain, he loved doing it. So he decided to go out hiking. Mm-hmm. And it starts snowing, started dumping snow. And he's like, well, you know what? This is too dangerous, too treacherous. I'm not dealing with this. Okay. So he turned around. And as he turned around and started making his way back, there was like a five-foot-tall figure. This wasn't very tall. So it makes me think as I was hearing this that maybe it's only like a, a younger version of it. A five-foot-tall figure that was like dark, messy fur, smelled like piss. And it looked like a mountain goat standing on mm-hmm. two feet. And it was standing in front of him on the path. And he was like, yeah. what the fuck? And the creature just like, like grunted and huffed, and then all of a sudden, at lightning speed, it ran right at him and cracked him right in the stomach. Holy crap! With its horns, yeah, it hit him right in the stomach. He was so frozen, it just hit him right in the stomach, and it sent him flying. And then it, and he thought it was just gonna just finish him off, just kill him, do whatever. And he says it just turned around and walked away. It was, it was just like I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like almost territorial or something. But it didn't kill him. He thought it was gonna kill him, and it just on two feet you know bipedal just walked away and he just fucking fled and he's like it's it's fucked with me ever since was this was this in maryland too no this was in colorado oh in colorado yeah this is a story maybe it was just an actual mountain goat (laughs) just like like ready to ram him when he saw it on two feet because when they do ram i mean they they get up they get no no no, this was standing there this was originally standing there on two feet just staring at him 
and all and it ran at him on oh, two wow. feet. And when it hit him, it, it put its head down and hit him, and it walked away on two feet. This was okay. not a mountain goat. Yeah, it, it same thing. He was standing on two feet, hooves, um, the, the legs were like backwards, and you know, no hair on the on the stomach. I mean, some hair, but not a lot. But it was, you know, like I said, it was full hair on the arms and the face yeah. had a little bit of hair, and it's got the it's got the horns, and it's just like fucking bad man. <laughs> this is this is why i don't like this is motherfuckers this is why i don't like this, there's a lot of things out there that'll fuck with you and you you cannot yeah, you don't you don't know what's it out could there just right? be people out there. it could it could just be a guy in a mask and he could be <laughs> fucking with you there's, there's no there's no reason to mess with that you're, you're in there you're in those people's terrain i mean unless you're out there packing and you don't need to sleep you know you're a robot fuck <laughs> it. I'm, not, I'm not going out there i'm not messing with no no i'm not going out there man it's not for me <laughs> Not for my people. Well, maybe you should you should spend more time in church. Then that's what 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 you should do. I have a church for negative. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's. So, what kind of churches do you have? What what kind of places can you turn me on to that you think would be fantastic? Well, it's kind of a cult, so I don't know how you know, how interested you'll be in, in oh, uh, joining cult, a cult. Right. But <laughs> I think I, I think they have better like okay. food at, on the Sundays after church. But oh. <laughs> I got you. So what do you got? So what what I, kind of cults? Do you I have? looked up a couple cults, and this one, this one was just kind of too, uh, too, too scary too <laughs> for scary. me. Too scary. And right. they, they're, they're called the the movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God. What this is is there's a, a woman. <laughs> That's a mouthful. I know. Uh, there's a woman called Credona okay. or Rorinda. She was basically a shopkeeper and a, a prostitute. A shopkeeper and a prostitute. Yeah. So she was, you know, she had a lot of things going on. Damn. And uh, <laughs> an entrepreneur in all an entrepreneur, senses. yeah. All right, I like her. And <laughs> and so she met up with a guy named Joseph Kibitara. Okay. And he was in like an ex, an ex priest. Ex priest. Because in the it, in Uganda, because in you yeah in Uganda there was it's like a, there's a Roman Catholic mm-hmm. church there that's really big. And so there's a lot of clergymen there. Credona, she came one day. And she met up with Joseph and she, in, like, 1989. And she she went there with a couple of her friends, and she went and talked to him, and she said, uh, I had a vision of the Virgin Mary, and she told me to come talk to you and told me that you would you would take care yeah. of us. So, which, which is, to him, to Joseph, was really weird because he, just a few years earlier, had a, had a vision himself of the Virgin Mary. <laughs> a vision? Like, he sure didn't see a picture? <laughs> <laughs> What, what do you mean a vision? Was he asleep? Was it a dream? Was it a waking dream? I I didn't say exactly what it was. Like I guess I guess he. It's like one of those you know you know when people just see the Virgin Mary come to him and, and speak to him and tell him stuff. Okay. So the he basically I don't know what he told her, but he he just claimed that he had saw the Virgin Mary as well, and so when when uh, Credona came to him, he was pretty easily persuaded because he was like, well, hey, I had this dream too. You know, I I saw the Virgin sure. Mary. And basically, yeah. he, he kind of connected the two, and, he, and ever since then, he welcomed her. He welcomed her into the into their home, and and the thing is, he was married to to a to a woman already, mm-hmm. and um, basically, he had her come in, move in with move in with them. He had the prostitute move in. Yeah, move in with them. Okay, which is always a, which is always a good way to strengthen your marriage. Yeah, you know, I figured, <laughs> I figured, you know. That'd be a good way for my woman to just fall in love with me even more and bring another woman in. That's that that always helps the marriage. I think. Oh God, it's this this guy. This this is a pure, pure good religion right now. 
<laughs> I, I can see it being successful. But go ahead. What happens next? So, so Cardona basically, you know, starts talking, getting into his ear, starts brainwashing him. Okay. Tell him that he needs to leave his wife. So oh. he was like, oh, you know, you know, I saw the Virgin Mary. You know, this woman's talking, talking pretty, pretty good. Has a pretty good idea. So he decides, I'm going to leave my wife, and they're going to go and start, start religion. They start a church. Hmm. Uh, so he he thinks he's doing the right thing, man. So, so sorry, sorry. Just to cut in, I just think you know, if my girlfriend, if I told her, you know what, you know, Virgin Mary told me I need to fuck your friend, so just just be cool with it. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how that would work, but I mean, this guy got it to work, so this guy must be smarter, more persuasive than I am. So, <laughs> kudos, kudos to Joseph. I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I, I mean you have to be to be yeah. a cult leader. Oh yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. So what happened? Okay, to Joseph so. And, so so uh, by the late 1990s, right, uh, the church started to grow and started to thrive. They got up to about 4,000 followers, hmm. which is which is pretty good size, you know, for yeah. uh, for for cold. For a cold yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, it was set in set in a uh, pineapple and banana plantation. Okay, members would join. It was like a communal communal area. Mm-hmm. So they come in and and you would you'd give them your stuff and you'd give them like you know if you had cattle or if you had money property you'd give it they would all join together and they would just work all the property that they give weight gave to the to the religion okay um ba- and the weird thing is like the authorities in the area they really loved the church at they the beginning yeah because good kickbacks yeah they're, good they're prostitution good, well what? no <laughs> good prostitution free you got all kinds of free prostitution yeah. <laughs> so the authorities liked them because uh, they were putting in schools, they were putting in churches, they would, you know, they had new farm stores, oh, and they were donating okay. some of the money that they get right. to the authorities too. So they're like, well, so it was know, a win-win. Yeah, they so everybody's win. winning. You know, the community was doing well because you know, yeah. and at the beginning, there, I think they were actually trying to do good. Okay, okay, so, you know, so fair enough. Seeing seeing all this stuff happening, you know, people were like, oh, you know, let's go join, let's go, let's yeah. go get into the movement, right? Sure. Some of the things that they believed. They had to follow the teachings of the Ten Commandments. Okay. Um, but they were they were like so strict. They were like really strict with them, so strict to the point where they even banned talking. Because banned talking. Yeah, because they were afraid of breaking the Ninth Commandment, which is "Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor." I don't understand how talking fits that commandment. Oh, basically, so they decided, they thought like if they could just do, learn sign language, and that way you're not actually talking about your neighbor or bearing false witness against them because you're doing sign. So that was just like a, that's how scared they were with the, to, to talk because they were so afraid to, to break the commandment. Okay. So like, yeah, like so a lot of people, when they dealt with them, they would come and these, these people would just sign at them and they're like, oh, okay, well, I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about, but, you know, we'll make deals, whatever. Sure. Um, and a lot of things they did was fasting. So a lot of them only ate like a few small meals during Fridays and Saturdays and they would fast for the rest of the week. Damn! Yeah, and weight, then weight loss clinic too. <laughs> and then you know, like like most standard cults, they was there's no sex allowed, um, <laughs> unless like you're said, the priest. Yeah, except for like the usually <laughs> like the leaders. Yeah, and then um, um, like I said, that the money and property had to be handed over to the leaders. And mm. for some reason, I don't know why they did this, but they thought the soap was forbidden. Like soap, yeah, cleanliness. Like, yeah, so they couldn't use soap for some reason. <laughs> cleanliness is oh, so, forbidden, huh? Yeah, so I thought that was. I thought that was kind of weird, but that was like one of the things that they had listed on there. Okay, this was going on. It was it was a uh, late nineties, uh, so it was getting close to the year two thousand. They start throwing out predictions, and they started you know, like the apocalypse was going to come. Sure, January first, two thousand, basically the Y two K. Okay, 
Fair no, enough. They join everybody else, right? Yeah. The, <laughs> so so many, far, everything else so, said that. So far, they're pretty normal. Like, everybody yeah, was afraid yeah. of the year 2000. Yep. Um, so, you know, they were getting all hyped up for it to happen. Uh, they got all the, all situated for it, telling everybody everybody was getting ready to for the world to end. January January um, first comes, goes through, nothing happens. The prediction okay. prediction was a fail. Yep. And basically, after that, all pretty much most of the the people that followed the religion went apeshit crazy and decided like, hey, I want my shit back. I, I gave you my life savings. I gave you all my property. Yeah, you're basically a hack. Yeah, you, you took all my shit and you promised this and it didn't come. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing happened. <clears throat> okay, so here's the backlash. What happens now? So what happens is okay. So people start coming in. They want their stuff back, and and so they're getting desperate. So they're like, okay. So they tell the members, okay. What what happens is uh, we got the date wrong. Uh, the, <laughs> we can, don't worry, everybody. Don't fret. Don't fret. I, I forgot yeah. to carry the Y. Yeah, calculation had an extra, had an extra Y in it. So <laughs> so, so the date's going to be March seventeenth. Okay, so it gives them a. Some, a little bit more time, right? Yeah, just calms people like, hey, so, don't leave. But because of, because of what happened the first time, there's a lot of the congregation left. So, they, yeah. but they still had quite a, a lot of members, you know. Sure. The true believers, the true believers, like true believers. Yeah. So they're waiting for March 17th. They're doing their things, and March 17th is coming, and so they're getting ready. They're getting party ready. They're buying a bunch of soft drinks, and and they're having the they're having a big bash at their church that they have in Konango. And they're decided that we're gonna have a big bash there for the seventeenth. They want they try to get everybody to go. They they get them into the the church, and people are going in and they're like, uh, "Why are the doors boarded up? The windows are getting all boarded up." And they have like, oh, so shit. people are going in. They're like, "Oh, don't worry, guys. I mean, we're just preparing for the apocalypse. They're getting people in there. Yeah, this will keep God out. Yeah. So they have like <laughs> huge. They have like bouncers at the door, like making sure people go in and they can't come back out. And <sighs> <laughs> oh gosh! So basically, they're sent again already. They they have the food ready. They 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 went all out. They killed animals to to cook, and they have food all set up. Okay. And so yeah, they get into the church. It comes time to the apocalypse. They hear this huge explosion, and pretty soon they realize that the whole building is on fire. Oh yeah! Shit. So like everybody in the, pretty much everybody who was in there died. About five hundred thirty members died. In the building, Dang. yeah. So they were basically like chart. I, I guess he poured gasoline everywhere, petrol everywhere. So, so you tell me that Joseph and Kunanga, they all they killed themselves as well on this. That's what they thought at first, because when they when they first, um, I mean, it's their congregation, yeah, right? So they're gonna perish. They're gonna they're gonna go down with the yeah, ship, so, right? Like yeah. The so they believed it was, it was the end of the end of the end time. So a lot of the police thought they pretty much committed a, a mass a mass suicide. You know, they just took themselves out yeah sure so when they started doing an, an investigation they went to the, the properties that they had and they started discovering bodies hidden within the properties in the properties yeah they had some like they had some a compound they had a couple of houses in a town called Ragazi, and there was they found at least a couple hundred there uh a little over a hundred in another another compound and they were mm. just all stabbed and poisoned Holy shit! And pretty much, uh, so they're whacking their members. They they realized that that the cult the cult leaders were killing these people off because they were asking for their stuff back. Oh man! And so so like since the since two thousand, 
when they when they originally um, stated what the the first apocalypse mm-hmm. was going to happen, from that point on, they started sl- like slowly killing a bunch of people and just hiding them in their properties. Oh, so they've been just like get rid of people, and then finally they decide, you know, we're just going to do one last big one and get rid of them, and that's when they did that one at the church. So it's been it's been like years, and they still haven't. They so they think that uh, Credona and Joseph have were just are gone now. And there was a couple of the other guys that were with them, but they think they all disappeared, and they haven't been. And this was in two thousand March of two thousand. Yeah. Holy shit! So seventeen years, these people are on the run with everyone else's assets, their money, the lands. They're pretty sure that they took off though, and they haven't. Sorry, I was gonna say they basically hid their tracks pretty well. Yeah, so they they haven't been found. Holy holy shit! As far as I can find, yeah. Damn, this is. Look, I gotta hand it to you. I mean, you you've heard of the Jonestown massacre, right? You remember that mm-hmm. with Jim Jones? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he killed himself. With the, with the... So, I mean, not to say that guy's any cooler, but uh, at least he went down. <laughs> I mean, he knew. I mean, at least he swallowed his own. He, he drank everyone. his own Kool Aid. Yeah, they all they almost like I think like I want to say just a guesstimate ballpark percentage like about ninety eight percent of the people in that that congregation were all killed. The last two percent, like you know, you, you've seen stories about them. They've talked about it. They were basically like their main. Um, the guys who were the enforcers, you know, the guys who wielded the guns and forced everyone to drink. Because then when they saw that, they're like, after Jim Jones did it, they're like, "Fuck this! I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going down." This, this one was pretty savage. And I'll tell you what, you know, it's, it's what makes it hard to believe or want to follow anybody nowadays. You know, you just you don't know you don't know what their intentions are. I mean, usually it's for them to get rich, right? Did you ever see the the movie The Book of Eli? The Book of Eli is that the one with Denzel that? Washington? Yeah, I remember. Remember that? Remember it was post-apocalyptic, yeah. and that one guy who was older, he wanted he wanted the Bible because after the war had you know wiped every you know destroyed the the the, the lands, um, like most books were burned. Oh, uh, the Bibles. That's right. He wanted he wanted it because he thought it was the most the uh, powerful it, it, thing. It, it, it could yeah, it, well, it could it could bring people together, and he could conquer them. You know, he could he could lead them. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and and after the war, they had said, you know, Denzel had said that you know, most of the books were were burned because you know they felt that that was the reason for the war, right? Yeah. It sounded like it must have been a religious type thing, and that's what caused the 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 apocalypse. So now that guy wanted to find a book. You know, it, was, it seemed like it was like fifteen, twenty years in the future, and you know, civilization was slowly trying to come back, but it was still all you know, road warrior type, you know, lands. But but yeah, it was basically the same thing. The guy wanted the book, so he. Control people, right? It was it was a way, a means of controlling the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's 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 basically what this is. It's except he's doing it in now times. I mean, lots of people have done it. It just doesn't it makes it hard for anybody to want to believe anything or believe anyone because first of all, they can't provide any proof. Second of all, you just have to go on my word because it's faith. And who are you to question? You know, and so a lot of people will not question that. But then you get in these situations like this crazy nut. And they just end up killing people because people start questioning them. Yeah, it's like, and it, yeah, like you said, a lot of it's just control and, pi- yeah, and power. Yeah, that's what it is, and, and that's usually what it. You know, that's most things that pretty much mess up the world is just people trying to take control and take over, take power over everybody. Well, I think I heard that you know, isn't that Joel Osteen? Doesn't he have like a big church? <laughs> oh yeah, did, does isn't that his name, Joel Osteen? Yeah, I think so, Joel Osteen, the one that uh, when they had the floods. And yeah, he wouldn't let anybody, anybody in. in. Yeah, he's nope. You guys need to suffer because God wants you to. Who knows why? But jeez, why would you follow that guy after that? I don't know. I mean, he basically turned his back on his people, the people that he's supposed to be leading or something. 
I don't know, see stuff like that. I just I can't get behind that. This, you know, they, they they have to find something for me to really wanna to believe in, like you know, like Pizza Tuesdays every Tuesday. <laughs> I can do I can do that. Like if they had a Pizza Tuesday, yeah, I can, club, I can get behind that. Be like, yeah, yeah, you know, they'd be, a, any restaurant you go to, and they can give you like a slab of you know like some meat pizza. <laughs> But you got to be a card member. You know, got to be part of the cult. I'd be with that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I could be like Costco. That's a, that's a good cult. That's the only one I would join. Well, I have joined. Well, you know, they give you the free samples. Co- and, oh, yeah. <laughs> I usually go every <laughs> Sunday. <so. laughs> well, I guess that's your religion, isn't it? <laughs> it's never let me down. It's never let me yeah, down. I'm here for you, Costco. Know, they have those like dollar fifty hot dogs with the with the drink. I mean, you can't go wrong. No, that's a pretty good price. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> that's a damn good price. You go to a ball game and try to get a hot dog. Yeah, it's like eight bucks. Yeah, you go to Costco, man, that's some good money. Yeah. All right, so we are coming towards the end here. All right. Well, thank you everybody for uh, listening to our podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with another podcast, and we'll see you then. Bye, bye, everyone. Bye.